Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two... One, zero, all engine running. Liftoff, we have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome inside the PGP, the show about the show, the show within the show. It's the Permission Granted Podcast, and it's heard on this podcast platform, which is either the DA Show's podcast feed or its own podcast feed. You can search Permission Granted, find it on your favorite podcast platform as well, and then you can subscribe and rate and review that one. Or the DA Show's podcast feed. Remember, it's also available inside the Odyssey app. So if you listen to the show live each and every week on the Odyssey app, you can listen to the podcast in the same app as well. Well, today took quite a turn. We're doing this after Monday's show, and it was so Tom Brady-oriented. And yet at the end, it became all Pigman-oriented. We just couldn't get past the Pigman. This was a story from Stunt to a News a couple of weeks ago where a guy, actually a couple months ago, where a guy needed a new heart, unfortunately did not qualify because of some heart medical situations, including did not follow medical advice. And so he had to take a pig heart and that guy just passed away the other day. So that was stunned to a news today. So a double dip, a pig heart guy. And, you know, now Bogus has used two or three stunned to a news that ended in death in the last couple of in the last week when prior to that, he had never done that. No, death is usually... Is he sending a message? Yeah, I was going to say death, usually not a good starting point with the stun to a news. You should be stunned to things that don't lead to death inevitably. I, I don't know what the message is to be sent, though. This is also not our first foray into death and stun to a news. Brad Heller, when he's filled in, we, That's had, true. we had to veer him off some of the really, really dark and tragic stories. But for Bogues, he always has a fun, lighthearted one, and now yeah. he's done two or three ones that ended in death. So therein lies the real question. Is death okay to be laughed at if you don't know the person personally and it involves a pig heart? And a follow-up to the stun that you did get a pig heart. So, I don't know what Bogus is sending. And maybe it's a, it's a lighter stun day where you have no choice but to go back to a man who dies with a pig heart in him. Well, he said that tons of listeners sent him this. So, clearly it was a popular favorite. It's truly amazing, though, that stun to a news of all these sports takes that happen on the show that we had listeners tracking Pigman and waiting for his ill fate only for us to have a follow-up. 
But I don't know. You're wondering if Bogus just sent a message. I wonder if you sent a message during the pig heart, man. That ah. I We called you out on the carpet about you're saying that basically pig heart man didn't deserve a success story with the pig heart. <laughs> then he ends up dying, and you went out of your way a full hour after the story to make sure that you had some backstories about how pig heart man did this to himself <laughs> and that you couldn't possibly have a finger pointed to that way. Was that yeah. a little excuse making on your part to try to absolve yourself from the darkness that was you? I don't know. Maybe subconsciously. I just saw that little nugget after we had wrapped up the, the, the segment and I felt like it was a funny callback that this guy, remember we also relate to stunt to news, so we couldn't really get into it as much as I wanted. <laughs> So I had this take where I didn't know if it was right that a criminal could get a transplant, and I was rooting against it working. <laughs> From a pig. <laughs> I mean, you really are evil. Tom Brady wins, pig hard die, guy dies. Well, well, have, what a day. I, I have an addendum on this. I'm reading the story that, that Bogues used from NPR on this, and it turns out Bennett's doctors felt like he couldn't use a real heart. This is true. The, he he couldn't use a real heart because he had heart failure and an irregular heartbeat, plus a history of not complying with medical instructions. So they basically couldn't trust him with a human heart. They're like, you don't you don't deserve the human heart because you don't listen to our advice. So this guy's a criminal. He heard the doctors wrong. <laughs> <laughs> the doctor's wrong. So he's a, he's a hardened criminal, and he didn't listen to doctor's instructions. They're like, no, you get the pig heart. No, no, no you get experimental pig heart, man. He didn't no. listen to authority <laughs> or the doctors. <laughs> but I saw this nugget that the reason they didn't get the human heart the first time around was because not only there were certain immune issues with him, but also... He didn't, he wasn't good at following medical advice. And I didn't know that was a way that you could get punted off of a transplant list. Now, it turns out Lewis and Palmdale, as we know, has gone through some transplant, kidney transplant situations and said, no, that is true. You must be able to show a history of following medical orders. I don't understand how they established this history, though. Well, I because guess they keep the checking to see if you took your meds. But is that it? Because I would think. If you are in need of eventually a an organ transplant... You've got to be trustworthy if you're going to get one of these transplants. They're rare. Right, but isn't the grand finale the transplant? So what did you deny medical advice ahead of time to get yourself booted from the finale? It wasn't like they tried another transplant and you screwed you up. you got to be a good student. They don't want... I mean, again, a guy like Lewis and Palmdale had to wait for kidneys, and he was trying to do everything that he could. You don't want somebody who's just some kind of, like, flunky... You know, so you think it's a rest and diet thing? I think you have to be on your P's and Q's when well, you when you are getting a transplant. The reason I bring that up is, like, I don't think there's any darkness to this. We can admit there's probably a lot of people with heart problems who have cholesterol problems and eventually need transplants because they've been poor eaters and, and exercisers throughout yes, their life. Yes. If you end up on a heart transplant list and the option A is human heart, option B, maybe you can establish yourself for the trial <laughs> pig heart, is part of following medical advice, hey, you know what? We've told you you had this problem with the heart. You haven't taken care of it. You haven't dieted properly. Now you're out. Now you're on the pig heart list. Because we know yeah. some people here who don't follow rules after medical yeah. scares. We know some of those people. Yeah. I, I absolutely believe that 
if you can't follow doctor's orders, then you don't deserve a real human body organ. You get the pig one. You know, it's honestly, it's just like, it's the off-brand heart. You get the pig heart. <laughs> Which is crazy. Doesn't mean you don't get Captain Crunch, but now it's like, you know. It's like telling the great basketball player, you, you could have the Nikes, but you you broke all team rules. Now you get the Starberry. Yes, yes. That's exactly what it's like. You want I don't the, know if it's exactly <laughs> like that. We're talking about a heart. But. You want the real cereal, but, you know, unfortunately you blew your money on uh, lotto tickets. And so now instead you get the Captain Universe instead of the Captain Crunch. It's a sad way to live. That's It's scary for you somebody like Admiral me. O's. Yeah, Admiral O's. You get the Hydrox instead of the Oreos. That's it's, right. Yeah. It's a sad, sad. You get the pig heart. You get the pig heart. But the question now that goes forward is... Are we done with pig hearts? Well, or is this kind of like Josh Rosen failing in Arizona <laughs> and then failing in Miami where they didn't want him? Is it, you know, wrong circumstance for the pig heart? Yeah. Yeah, I, I do think. Pig heart needs to be drafted into the right body. That's right. Yes, I do think that it's a it's a commentary on circumstance. You know, uh, the right quarterback in the right system works. The yeah. right quarterback in the wrong system doesn't. The right pig heart and the right person could work. Maybe this pig heart guy wasn't, you know, the right guy. Shame for the pig too, because the pig obviously checked the organ donor box. Whatever happened to that pig, mm-hmm. and to know that that heart he could have passed on. And like I had brought up in the original stunt, we don't know emotions. Would your heart sympathize with other pigs <laughs> because you're connected in that way? We don't get to know any of that science because this person mistrusted or misused a pig heart. I know, and that's the real shame of it all. And there, there was a moment where I. I was like almost in tears trying to deliver the nugget about him not following orders. Something about pig and nugget feels like you're overusing nugget now. That's something about the pig heart story. I just is really, unfortunately, this guy passed away, but I guess he was a criminal, so I guess I could feel okay. <laughs> a criminal and not a follower of regular rules that weren't criminal. <laughs> yeah. We also got into the Schwartz stuff today and. By the way, I could pull that sentence from 50 PGPs. <laughs> Just, I got into the Schwartz stuff today. So, Peter Schwartz has now gone to a totally different level of ridiculous. And I can't tell now, and this is to his credit, or maybe not, what's an act and what's not. You know, how he's embellishing, perhaps. Because in radio, like a lot of media, specifically sports media, you know, people can really embellish their personalities. They turn on the microphone, they become larger than themselves or crazier than themselves or more interesting than themselves. And then, you know, you turn off the, the microphone and they withdraw back into normalcy. And I can't tell whether this Pete verified thing, blue check mark, He did a whole segment. No, actually, he publicly trashed. Well, he questioned why he didn't have a blue check mark many times over, then questioned a host on the local side of New York that didn't deserve one over him. Then he got backlash on it, and then he went on a five-tweet tweet storm about how he's going to change his ways. And now he had a long conversation about it with his family, and he's going to not let it define him anymore. And I can't tell whether five tweets about 
his chase to get um to get verified is is lathering it on so thick because he now knows it's ridiculous. No. Or is he he's he thinks it's so important and that people care so much that it deserves five tweets. Well, no, I I think you're misinterpreting this completely. I I don't think he thinks it's ridiculous. I think he really faced backlash from people that he took a shot at another host who people like in the, on the New York side of things in the New York market, and it felt unwarranted, and it felt kind of cheap. And I, I know because he took the shot on Thursday that Friday morning when I saw him, I didn't bring it up, but there was a darker mood to Peter Schwartz on Friday, like carefully trying to tread water and get through Friday's workday because of everything that had happened Thursday. And I saw he was getting quite the storm on Twitter and Facebook, and he tried to play into it, but I don't think he... I don't think he's built to handle the backlash. He's not. Deep down, he's soft. So I think he felt the five tweets were warranted. I think he wanted to wait for Sunday night because part of him also wanted to make sure that people noticed, But like Tom Brady, on a Monday morning, and maybe it would be re-brought up on the show. But I think that was a message he clearly wanted to get across to save face. I, I don't think that this was him playing into a character in any way. And also, by the way, this isn't the first time Pete's gone down this road. Remember... When we got our new boss, Spike, hired, and there were several young up-and-comers that started to get more on-air opportunities, it was Pete who on-air in that same chair with Boomer and Geo bemoaned and bellyached about how he had done all of this in the business for that long and he didn't have that shot and t- named names like Shep and took a shot at these guys. So he's taken a shot at people for hosting when he feels they shouldn't have it. Now he's taking a shot that people have a blue check mark that he feels he should have. This is right out of play, Pete's playbook, and he got called out for taking cheap shots and couldn't handle the smoke afterwards. So I don't doubt for a second that frustration with others who have been verified and him not is real. I'm talking about a five-tweet explanation oh, no. of soul-searching. Yeah. Saying, I've taken some time to think about it, stepped away from Twitter, talked with my family. I realize this doesn't define me. I mean, that is so crazy. The idea that a verified blue check mark would, de- that he thinks that it could define somebody, define them. Well, he's been hammering Twitter and openly promoting how frustrating it's been not getting verified for two years. So it's come across that this is the moment that would define him, that he would be satisfied with getting the blue check. I am telling you, DA, while you were in Florida, we sat there. He was holly jolly, not Bilotti, but he was holly jolly Schwartz walking around. He's rubbing shoulders with people. He was walking on water on Thursday morning around the newsroom. Why? I think he was just so excited to get a little television time to feel like he was in a prominent role, not buried on weekends. Oh. He was rubbing elbows. He was making jokes with people. He was giving us the backstories of his kids. and everything. He was he was being an awake but appreciative Schwartz for the moment that, you know, he was just he was happy. That mood, when that happened on Friday, when he brought up the verification, or Thursday, when he brought up the verification and took a shot, and the Thursday afternoon to evening storm that he had to deal with, with vocal WFAN listeners in New York, sat with him. He was bothered and a darker person Friday morning. He didn't have nearly as much fun on the air with them on Friday, and I believe that it sat with him, and I believe... He went home to his audience that was his family. His wife probably told him to put the phone down and relax. He probably couldn't get it out of his head, had several conversations with his family, and then felt like it was so self-important that he had to rip off the Twitter storm. And now, again, it could have been done in three tweets. He made the other two tweets because he had to follow up with the stupid shopping cart thing that he would not be paying that off 
with Greg Giannotti, and maybe that was lathering it on. I just, I just can't put myself in a mind state where you would think not pursuing a blue check mark publicly anymore, because he was doing it very publicly, would need a five tweet explanation. Just don't do it. It's just like, okay, now I'm not going to chase the verification. Well, you don't have, you don't need a full press release. That's the thing. It's like he wrote himself a press release about this. DA, you are talking about a man who got, who's covering the Islanders, maybe not getting paid to cover the Islanders, who has gone out of his way to say, for those who have asked, uh, this is my thoughts on this. He is, his whole Twitter feed has been faking like people are dying for this information. We've said this, and you've hammered this home. You've worked on all these industries. Let's face it. There's a lot of really weird people and strange people with strange quirks that work in the industry. Uh, we're probably in our own right mind, our own sure, forms of weirdoness and and, quir- and quirkiness. This is his weirdo and quirkiness. He thinks that people care about stuff that people don't actually care about. And because he makes a big deal about it, then doesn't ought to laugh about it. He, he It's more self-importance than anything. It's a fascinating deep dive. And maybe, you know, he could get a pig brain and we could go inside <laughs> and, and look at this over the pig heart. Now, we play this on the wait, wait, air. Wait. The man broke his hip and put up a Twitter picture of Dennis Bird, who was paralyzed on an NFL field, as if he was going through the same thing. And you, that wasn't a gag. I guess that's true. I guess that's true. I just can't for the life of me think that I would ever tweet. I guess that's the thing. I guess the Dennis Bird thing is a good example. The tweets are a good example here. That if I were to do that, clearly it would be the joke. That's the joke that I... I, these are very these are serious reactions to non-serious right. things. Yeah, nobody would joke about a man being paralyzed on an NFL field in relation to you playing nerf football and breaking your hip. <laughs> you only make that reference if you're a hundred percent serious and thinking you're going through the same kind of thing. Because if it's not serious, it's in poor taste. Yes. Yes. Which is why nobody thought it was in poor taste. People rolled their eyes. Because it's like, wow, could you imagine thinking that this is anywhere close to the same kind of situation? So on Monday morning, we played this five-tweet reaction. His press release stating he's he walking away from the pursuit of a blue check mark. But didn't you guys do a whole bunch of Schwartz on Thursday and Friday? On Friday. <laughs> because he did the show Thursday. There were two clips we played on Friday show. Number one... <laughs> was actually not Pete directly. It was Amy Lawrence from After Hours crushing Pete because Pete had come in with footballs that he got through Bogus or had to drop him with Bogus because he was running a Little League charity that he wanted Boomer Esiason autographs with. And Amy had really had it with every time Pete's in, he's pestering Boomer and everybody should leave Boomer alone. Amy was like speaking up for Boomer. So we did and that. It's such a good take because she's right. She's 100% right. Right. It'd be one thing if it was once in a while. If it was once in a year and he had this charity, it's every month. Pete's got something else to do with Boomer. He needs some sun and something else. It's enough now. It really, it is. The second clip was a. It was following the shopping cart take that Pete had, which is why I didn't play in such a We already covered that. And a caller calling in the WFN and calling him, and I'll say it out loud. This is not a shed moment. A scumbag. Pete was called a scumbag, but this is what started it. Pete because he won't return his his right shopping carts to the 
and Pete couldn't handle the heel the way I could handle the heel in that moment. So it was Pete admitting this and a caller calling him a scumbag. I, in talking with uh, Pat Boyle, who was producing and putting out a sound check, I wanted to reserve sound check and the specifics of this moment calling out somebody about verification because, frankly, this felt like, and here we are in the PGP, <laughs> we needed the full crew together to do the deep dive on this moment, and it could not be shortchanged without you here. And finally, after carefully thinking about it over the weekend and discussing with my family, I've decided to back out of my arrangement with at GOWFN, and I will not be returning shopping carts topless at my local Target. Ugh. I just can't do it. Part five to close it out. Oh, I feel so bad. The blue check mark is not worth flushing my dignity down oh, the drain. My. So I'm sorry to Geo and everyone that was oh. looking forward to it. But it's not going to happen. The last few days have been an emotional roller coaster, oh and I'm God. turning the page towards what lies ahead. I was disgustingly off. He's right. His dignity is down the drain anyway. I, so I'm out. <laughs> this Holy is it. crap. <laughs> he issued a full press release. Yes, he did. Okay. You can pull down the music here, Pete. I just want to go around the room here. One word to describe Schwartz. To further the point on the new arena. One word. Pathetic. I, I'm going to I'll take his word. <laughs> Pathetic. Embarrassment. Humiliating. <laughs> Shameful. This is I, I'll, I'll give you another one. Disgusting. Peter Schwartz, New York Sports Day. Cartoonish. Yeah. I mean, he... Not understanding because you're stupid. He issued a press release and said, blue checkmark doesn't define me. After conversations with my family, a roller coaster of a... <laughs> Danielle McCartan has the blue check mark, uh. and I don't. <laughs> Mentioned dignity twice. And I mean, he and has this none. is as Sean said, this this began with a similar declaration that he was signing off of Twitter for the weekend <laughs> to <laughs> like go over the reassess things, and then we get this. But that was only one tweet. This was five. I, I've been at this a lot longer. Yeah, I was at my house last weekend. Now I'm at a geo for that. <laughs> Imagine sending your kids down and asking them for advice about your blue check mark on Twitter. I just, I just, you couldn't write it. And I've checked in with him a few times, and he said it's just the, the process is not moving along. And it was enough shortcut Schwartz content to get by on Friday. It was such a an amazing snippet that you guys held for me that it became the <laughs> the poll question today as well. And one, it did. What in what social media? <laughs> what tweet or post were you most shocked by 61% of the audience voted Peter Schwartz's apology versus 39 that said Tom Brady's unretirement, which I guess means probably people expected Brady to unretire. Maybe, but should you be shocked by a five part apology tweet from Schwartz? If you followed him along the way, you could argue neither were surprising. That's true. Both very predictable. So I was away on Thursday and Friday, came back yesterday, Sunday, flew back in the morning from Florida, got a little sun, got a little uh, fishing in, and that was good. No baseball, unfortunately, but that was okay. Less tan than I thought you'd be. You know, the Bourbon Bell has me wearing all types of suntan lotion now. All types of sunblock. You got it on the nose now, too? Are we doing that? Now I wear a 50. I never used to wear a 50. Wow. Maybe a 20. 
maybe a 15. For just good protection of the skin? Is that the deal? Yeah. Okay. She's very, very concerned about the protection of the skin. Interesting, because I get very tan over the summer, but I am a 50 guy by nature because I get very pink if I don't. <laughs> okay. And very burny. But an SPF 50 keeps you... Not that you're not... You have a golden glaze to you. A little bit. But the arms themselves and those no. arms that you say are so great of the no. look... I got... Very got, white? Yeah, very little sun. Very, very little. I just... I, You know, now she's got me all concerned about... Uh, Sun skin care. Well, at least she knows you listen to her. I mean, she can look true. at you and know you didn't blow her off. That's true. Yeah, um, yeah, honey, and then spray the 15 on you. She makes me moisturize at night. <laughs> you're moisturizing at night and your cat has a sleep number. What happened to you? <laughs> no, yeah, really. A broken man at this point. So I come in this morning and uh, good to see all you guys. And the first thing, the first thing that I see is Shep's ID card. Shep has left his ID card, which we have to have to get into the building. It's like a magnetic code strip to, to open up locks and doors. And there's a, a, pa- a pack of papers. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, look at this. What do I see? Shep's ID card. First, thi- first thing. I haven't even said hi to Bilotti yet. And Bilotti throws up his hands and goes, ah, oh. oh, come on. Oh, come on. And I'm just like, that's the best reaction ever. I'm so glad that I walked in on that because it like started up my whole day, like an engine revving. Ah, come on, Pete. But what Shep leaves his ID? Why would Pete be bothered by that? What could be bothersome about that? It's, it's a, just Shep's ID card. It's a fair question. I don't know. And to me, the only thing I could come back on is remember, Pete's in charge of scheduling. So maybe in Pete's mind, he knew what time Shep was supposed to leave, and in his assumption, that meant he was sleeping somewhere in the office. Oh, okay, maybe. So I think it's it was, still there now, though. So he's not sleeping. Yeah, maybe, I think he I just forgot think. it. Yeah. No, I think I think he just forgot it. And I think in Pete's head, it was, "Ah, oh, come on! I scheduled you. You were supposed to leave at insert time here, midnight. You're still freaking here because we've seen, by the way, Shep here on shows that he was supposed to leave at two a.m." Even when we did middays and we'd arrive at 7 a.m., Shep would somehow still be here. And you try to, you know, hey, Shep, aren't you going to go home? Hey, Miraz, man, you know, I, I got to, <laughs> you know, you got to put in the grind. You got to put in the work. And it felt like because we've seen it before, Shep might have still been here. And Pete was the only one out of all of us that knew the last time he was here. Okay, because I kind of thought that it's just one of these, oh, Shep, forgetful Shep, mistake-laden Shep. Oh, he did something silly again. And it's just stacking on the the you know, this this long list of stuff oh. that he just forgot or or is, a, you know, had a brain fart about. That's always in play because he does do that. Yeah. So I just didn't know, like, is, is Shep at the point where every mistake, even something that only affects him, is so annoying to Pete that Pete's like, ah, come on. Yeah, I think it's so annoying to everybody. And oh, by the way, Pete maybe wasn't thinking about this in real time, but if Shep did forget his ID... He can't get back in the building well, without somebody putting him on a security list, and that somebody, again, is going to have to be Pete. Yeah. So now Pete, for something that probably only takes two minutes anyway, yeah. is going to be entirely frustrated that he has to go out of his way to make sure Shep gets his ID back. Or somebody well. has to run it down to the lobby yeah. for him. It just, it's going to fall on Pete. Like That's part of the Pete boss work. We were told that there was a meeting of the minds that happened over the weekend. Shep and Jack Stern. You and I were the only ones that were fed this information. This scuttle is a very big reveal. Scuttlebutt. scuttlebutt. This is, but this is the locker room scuttlebutt that they had some type of meeting and they were talking under their breath. They were Whispers, sc- we heard. Whispers. Scheming. Yes. These two were scheming. 
Which, what does, what is this? What, what is Yodel? What is this? Did Ocho Cinco and T.O. play on the same team? Were they both on the Bengals one year? Were they? I think there was one year where they were both on the Bengals. And it was like, why are they courting danger? Why are these two together? It feels like that. Like, oh, you don't want to put those two together. I think that, and I know this from personal experience, whatever, 12 years ago, whenever I started in the business as an intern, what you don't know can come back to hurt you. And I think there are certain people and that you, you will go to befriend because you're so in desperate need for a friend or to, okay, all right, yeah, I'm going to look up to somebody in the business. I think that young Jack Stern, Jack Stern, is, <laughs> he's so desperate for an ally right now that – he sees a chef. Okay, he's getting on air shifts. Uh-huh. He's here a lot of hours where he doesn't know the inside he's chef the way we know, but everything looks good on paper. It looks like a good team on paper to align yourself with. And Shep, on the flip side, is so desperate, probably deep down, for somebody to take him seriously, to want to take his advice, that it becomes a yes, perfect match. That's that. That both of those guys together have found each other, and in the end, they don't realize they're just hurting one another. Well... See, I think you're right that Shep loves the idea of taking a young guy on and showing him the ropes, but I I don't think Jack is desperate. I think Jack probably, I think they have a commonality, that they both think they're destined for greatness well, and that they're the ones that think nobody gets it, but we get it. <laughs> I mean, it's that I can't deny that that's possible, <laughs> right? I mean, because they kind of are two peas in a pod, right? But both thinking that they're they're destined for for excellence and and popularity and celebrity and yes, and I and I need to be careful. And the, the, the only reason that they don't have it yet is that somebody hasn't recognized it yet, right? And I need to be careful because you never know who becomes somebody's boss down the line. The last thing I need. Is at 50 years old, Jack Stern wielding, wielding an axe in my career because he got the right advice from Shep. But can we also get a clue? I mean, is it so much to ask to get a clue in that spot? I mean, just I think both those guys are smarter than they look, but also Shep thinks everybody's <laughs> destined for greatness. So I, it's got to be a Stern mm. thing. Like, who initiates that? Is it a Stern warning sent or is it Shep? I think Shep. Now having a bit of a grizzled veteran presence around here, oh, sees the young guys coming through, and approaches them like, "Hey, man, I'll show you the ropes." Oh, yeah, yeah, and and then, you know, you talk about, hey, you know, you're really good, man. You're really good. Because didn't didn't Stern like a Shep column or something? Weren't? Oh no, didn't? No, they both write the columns. They both write, the, but didn't Shep then say, "I heard you on the air on Twitter." And Stern was like, oh, thanks. Like, you did a good job. There, there was something on Twitter that I saw. Or was it just complimenting the column? You did a good job with this column? Something. I think. I vaguely remember I think that Shep complimented a Stern content piece. I don't know if it was written or spoken. And so now. What the heck is our company doing? Now they're starting. Why are, they two, why are those two bozos two of, like, the three columnists we have for CBSSportsRadio.com? Like, what are we doing? When you think about it. Now we're laying this all out. What are we doing? Well, look, what's going on with the website is what are we doing? Has been a nine-year odyssey of. With all due respect to digital and and the great interview write-ups we do, how could that be a representation of our sports <laughs> opinions, column-wise? If Jack Stern and Dave Shepard are the ones doing them, 
Look, the internet is just filled with, uh, yeah. They make fan-sided look like it's more legitimate. <laughs> I don't know. I just think that this is a dangerous twosome. You just don't want them feeding into one another because they validate one another's. Look, dangerous for who? Only for them. I don't think anybody of importance sees them. They look like the two idiots and stepbrothers interviewing <laughs> for a job together in tuxedos. But if Jack starts hearing from a guy who's been around in Shep that, hey, man, you're more talented than they're giving you credit for. You did a great job doing this, that, or the other thing. Don't listen to DA and Mraz. They just like to make fun of everybody, you know. Then Stern starts going like, oh, yeah, you know what? Shep's right. Then he comes in, he works even less hard, or he's even more bent out of shape that somebody made fun of him. Or he uh-huh. does less work for Amy or something. But again, I ask you, how is that dangerous to anybody but themselves? It, it, that means you're rooting for Jack Stern to propel his career. You, no, I'm rooting for them to do good work around here. I'm rooting for them to, to to be viable employees for a network that we need viable employees for. <laughs> well, here's a thought, <laughs> and I'm not saying that anybody's taking money out of anybody's pocket. How about they do ruin each other and we get actual viable employees in here? Wouldn't that be better for the network? Instead of holding two roster spots, finding two people that actually are viable. Well, I, I don't know. All I know is that both of those guys have somehow played themselves out of a role on our show. They're not even allowed to be on the show. Pete won't book them. People forget DeAndre Jordan was on the Nets last year. <laughs> Didn't get any minutes in the playoffs. Pete refuses. Those could be the last two men on earth. Pete will hand a bum five bucks of a shift well, rate. We're on the board. And that's for sure. And as we peel back the curtain further, I'm not going to mention any names. But there are days off coming up, whether it's be for me or whether for Pete. And I will tell the audience that when DA found out the roster of names that potentially could fill in, it was a devastation look. It, it looked as if you had been put on the pig heart list. Because, <laughs> it, was not, it was not good. Because it was not good. then when you asked for an alternative and you realized what the alternatives were, you realized, yeah, we need viable employees here. There is The benches run dry. The know. salary cap's caught up. <laughs> We're taking punters with draft picks. The salary gap hasn't because we haven't paid anybody well, big money. We've just drafted really poorly for years. It adds up. In the end, you look around and go, oh, my goodness. How did we get this talent on this roster? It's like the Marlins lose uh, you know, their third starter, and you're like, okay, bring bring in somebody. And you're like, oh, these are our starters? You would think this young man named Carlos that works here is Andrew Luck coming out in that draft. <laughs> Everybody tripping over themselves. He's a can't miss. I haven't, and he might be fine. We have now lowered the bar to a fine employee <laughs> is a great employee. So it's like. It's like Malik Willis going number two. Yes. Yeah. Like, you will settle. I have never seen somebody star <laughs> rise based on nothing they've done themselves quite like this guy Carlos that's been working around here. You should look around and go, wow, everybody else is crap. He at least somewhat can get the job done. He's awesome. Which just goes to show you that it's just amazing. Like, we probably have a roster of, I don't know, six guys that could fill in on any of these shows producing or board hopping. Two of them can't work. Shep and, and, and Stern are not allowed to work. They can't work. A third of the roster is not allowed to, to work. We have multiple shows on TV. We have our show, which is a big flagship <laughs> morning show. Shows ranked in some of these lists as top 25 shows in the country. 
And we have, quite frankly, out of a small pool of people, people on the ban list by several hosts that can't work. And then if, if a couple guys take off the same day, forget, forget it. about it. Forget it. Forget it. It's basically because you're going to a bachelor party this upcoming weekend, and, like, three guys from the station are going to be missing, which means that there's nobody left. On NCAA tournament first weekend week. I felt bad taking off, but I couldn't miss the bachelor party, and everybody else is out. It's a thin list. And Pete's put in a hard spot. How does he prioritize who gets what show and who gets what person? Well, look, if this gets real ugly this summer, <laughs> if this if this gets real if ugly. If we're out of contention by 4th of July. If, if this gets real ugly, I'm going to I'm saying something. <laughs> I'm, I'm calling a meeting with Pete, Pete and Spike and Dave. And we're having a sit down. And I'm going, I'm not getting the bottom of the barrel, guys. I'm sorry. I'm not going to sit here. Okay, Mraz is all fine. Bogus is all fine. Pete's all fine. I'm not. I'm. There's not going to be a day I'm stuck with Shep and Stern. I'd love nothing and, more. And and my er, stock would never be higher. I'd and, love nothing more. And Marco doing headlines. That's not going to be my July 18th. Okay. That was not going to be my Get July. Used to those summer Thursday and Fridays. You pay for them elsewhere, buddy boy. No, I'm sorry. I, I'll train them myself. I'll, I'll walk right down to Fordham. I'll knock on that communications door faster than you could spell Rams. It's so bad, but it's so true. And this is the answer to a question that we have asked on the DA show going on nine years. How do I fall forward? Look around. <laughs> We're at the depths of hell. Look around. I found the right company surrounded by a, a bunch of losers. <laughs> I was somewhat competent and I fell forward as a result. Well, look, look at the defections. A jolt. <laughs> they went to play in the English Premier League, the MLS, no way. Jolton Joe, amazing. He was one of the best producers ever. Ends up leaving to teach at Iona College, home yeah. of Rick Patino. James Ward, unbelievable producer. Many thought when we, we first launched, he had program director written on him, remember? That's right. People were talking about that. Leaves for television. Right. Kenny Brock, excellent producer. Leaves for television. Now we had Planet Steve-O, Steve Moralia. Not great, but hey. Not great. Serviceable in spots. The Mets had Steve and Matt. He ends up leaving for the New York Knicks, New York Rangers. Okay, he works for that MSG Corporation. And now is one of the higher-ups at DraftKings. At DraftKings, right? Yes. Who who am I forgetting? I mean, that's just a hand. That, that's five great producers that we've left. Well, yeah, there were other people that weren't directly on the show. Do you remember a Mike Diaz? We've never seen a tape op like that. Mike Diaz was excellent. Yeah, I mean, we haven't had good audio since he left. Boy, where where did he go? He just left because he was sick of everything. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think he works in like men's fashion now. But that was an excellent employee. He was freaking great at his job. Yeah. But then also, eventually, the guys that were also really good, like Tom DeCelestino, like these guys started getting full-time jobs on other shows that we had on the network. You know, but but that but that is good. We right. those guys that got developed, a stew, a D cell, right. those guys well, ended up getting pumped through the system. It's good, but we didn't replace them in the system. Well, right, right, right. I'm saying the people that just flat left that we just Lost. Right, but as a result of them losing, we took the good guys up in the system to replace those guys. Yeah. The system has run dry. A hickey, a hickey got promoted. Right. These guys, they have full-time jobs, so they're not available anymore. In fact, 
it got so dry that they created a role that didn't exist between two stations for Connor Green because he was that great to make him full-time. <laughs> there has been nobody in the history of CBS Sports Radio and the sister New York station of WFAN that got a full-time job that encompassed working at both stations. But they both stations were like, we can't lose Connor. They created a full-time job for that because, it's, it's, let's face it, there's turds in a punch bowl behind them. Okay, well, is this on Pete? Well... Pete will fight with other management about this. Pete would like to tell you that none of these hires were his, and he has his own guys. Pete Pete did hire a James Baccioni. That was a Pete hire. Turned okay. out to be a great fit on, on After Hours. I think Pete is looking for more muscle and must-say in the hiring process and has been, at least in his words, stiff-armed a bit. And we've seen uh, you know, some of the guys that we've mentioned that have been failures have been hires by another boss, if you listen to Pete. That's the scuttlebutt. <laughs> So, should Pete have more say in hiring, maybe? Yes! The answer is yes! But does Pete ultimately want that smoke? Because it's like a general manager drafting a bum quarterback in the first round. If Pete gets the you know, the hiring process and we get more Jack Stearns in here, well, then how do we look at Pete? Well, you've got to trust your eye. You've got to trust being a scout. We've lost, <laughs> we've lost too much good talent. Sam Rubinoff left for TV. Right. Get me a Rubinoff. Now, to be fair, he was traveling from Philadelphia, not usually a recipe for long-term success. <laughs> right, but basically, if you have a pulse and you live in the New York market, <laughs> let us know. If you have any resume that you've done anything in life, you probably are more qualified than some people we've hired. Let us know. We could use the help. <laughs> <laughs> so that my July 18th is not just a... Titanic. I, I just I hope you wear a GoPro for that meeting. I want you storming back there, <laughs> demanding that you don't get Marco on delays while Jack Stern's never heard of an epic fail and he's cooking things that don't exist on Taco Bell menus. I need that day in my life while I'm somewhere on a beach. Guys, Lamar Jackson has a sprained ACL. <laughs> I need better on the board. This can't be a Jack Stern day. <laughs> Food is family. Oh, God. The summer's coming, which means there's a lot of fill-ins coming. The opposite of Game of Thrones where winter is coming, the summer's coming. <laughs> summer's coming. It could be a dark summer. Uh, so we've got uh, the NIT Bracket Challenge coming up. Uh, throughout this week, we'll announce the details of it. We've um, kicked around some ideas of punishment. At least one is eating the really, 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 really hot Tabasco sauce or hot sauce that we have, but if you didn't if you didn't die from death by salsa, <laughs> you will face your death. But we are going to open this up to listeners as well. So keep an ear for details about how you can enter our bracket challenge to play along with us. We can't force you to, you know, taste the Tabasco sauce, but you can play alongside. Yes, a lot of fun. This is March or a lot whatever. Of fun. This Ross, is March. This yes, is Ross, March, yes. This is March. Uh, okay, that will do it for side A. Here's side B. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. 
Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Howdy, doo-dee-doo. It is Mraz, the host of Side B on the PGP. Join. By the other host aside, being the PGP, Andrew the Bogeyman, Bogish Bogey. How are you? I'm okay. My headphones aren't working, so I'm going to do my best to be professional and tough and get through these next 10, 12 minutes not hearing you as well as I would like. Well, Bogues, as you can see, I am not wearing headphones because we're right next to each other in studio. Generally speaking, you should be able to hear me. But I guess maybe if you're not wearing headphones, that's how you would interpret me saying shed as another word on the PGP. It's possible, and you're probably right. I don't need headphones, but I do just always put them on by default. Do you know, look, we're do the Mraz method. No headphones. Yeah, I, I look, I'm right no next net. to you. If, if you can't hear me three feet from you, my guess is the problem's with your hearing. Well, it's more than I like to hear me more than I can't hear you. Okay. But we're fine. All right, we're fine. Now... Uh, special morning right now as we are taping this on Tuesday morning. My parents peacocking around the newsroom right now. I'm nervous. Uh, and DA co-conspiring with them, I just called yeah. on the way out. So Nancy made a very brief appearance at the end of Tuesday's show. Not a lot of meat on the bone. She's very quick on the words. But, you know, what? that's to be expected. Life in billing, not a life in radio. But DA out there with my parents figuring out surprises. Oh, yeah. For the Bob's Bar Spectacular mm-hmm. that comes up in, I guess, a month and a half. So, the end of May. Yeah. So, it feels like there's a lot going on out there where they're trying to discuss things behind my back, there, There's a lot going on. I did hear a couple of suggestions. Who could be there? How we would get them there? What kind of entrance would they make? But what Entrances. I like, what I like hearing, though, is the other side of your friends like from your mom like your mom still calls him Bayou Bear like the rest of us do but then she kept saying Kerrigan not Foxy right and I don't know if I can accept that now Kerrigan's a great name that's his real name right but it's hard to top Foxy but that's what your mom goes with and I wanted to fall to what Nancy does well but but either way apparently bagpipes out for this year I don't that's how Foxy slash Kerrigan came up I hope not I think your mom is putting her foot down on the bagpipes. At least at a, there's, maybe there's going to be a time restriction on the bagpipes. Yeah, I don't like this. She shouldn't be calling the shots. Also, I do have to address something very quickly because I feel like I was put in a bad spot with the Nancy surprise appearance at the end of Tuesday. Her acting as if I'd never gone ice skating when there was a park right up the block from us they took us to, and then I would often go on date nights with, with Danielle there. Mm-hmm. Um, Stacy, what was her name from Boston? First of all, it was Shannon. It was Shannon. Two days. Shannon. My mom wouldn't know if she fell on her. Shannon. I flew like a gazelle, and she's out there telling the audience that I'm lying, that I never ice skated. I don't like that one bit. Again, I'm, I, who am I to argue with Nancy? We, if anything, we know who tells the truth more than out of the two of you. Not her, no, clearly. It's her. She Not just her. tells it on the delay. She doesn't tell it immediately. 
She lets you think you farted a wedding for like two decades. Then she tells the That's truth. That's the ultimate lie is farting on a dance floor and letting your 16-year-old take a fall. So why would we trust her on the ice skating? Because she's redeemed herself since then. She, was, she has realized you, the error in her ways and she's a different lady now. I am like Apollo Ono, but fat. You're probably not. I mean, you, your comparison, sure, but Wait, I don't is think... is it Apollo Ono? No, no, you're good. Okay. Yeah, you're good, but I, I'm, my guess is still you're not a world-class short track no, speed of course. skater. Naturally, of course, but the close. point being, if you could uh, translate that to a heavyweight in the park uh, for fun skater, I would be that version of Apollo Ono. You know, maybe thinking out loud here, one of our neighbors, one of my son's best friends, has, and I don't really understand the science of it, but they he has a, a fake platform in their backyard it's pieces you you put together that you can actually skate on it's not ice but somehow your ice skates work on this thing really so it's yeah and it's it's expensive but it's popular now because not everybody wants to build a little mini ice rink but you just buy a box of these and your ice squares. skates carve up on it i again i don't know how it works and it's not perfect but it works and like the puck slides on it like it kind of does on ice maybe i can get them to bring that to the Bob's Bar Show, holy and cow. some like a, you know a local midget team under whatever team under twelve, and let's see just how good you actually are. Let's put you to the test. Wow! And see how you can do, Mister. Should be Hall of Famer. Wow, that would be unbelievable. That would be unbelievable. Okay, so we have some some balls in the court. Speaking of balls in the court, we have unveiled yeah. our NIT. Brackets. The loser has to eat sauce hotter than the death by salsa, which you've experienced. Yeah. Full disclosure, we used to do the the women's NCAA brackets. We're trying something different with the NIT bracket. I have never lost one of those. All of the years that we did trying death by salsa, the hot salsa, I personally have never had to eat it. Never had to eat it. Right. Now, I'm a little confused looking back on rules because we're doing blatantly Last place of everybody on the show has right. to eat the By only hot one sauce. person. How did we end up with two for those couple of years? Um, did you lose twice? No, I didn't lose twice, but there was. Um, I'm trying to think now why it was me and Da. Was there a tie? The last time there was, there wasn't a tie. I distinctly remember if you won the women's bracket, that could have been your get-out-of-jail-free card. No, I know what it is. But I don't remember how we got the two. I remember now. Okay. Now that you just said that. The winner got something. The winner got to select somebody else of their choosing on the show really? to do it. So if you lost, no matter what you had to do, it. if you won, you had your pick of the litter on somebody else. So it was like, be nice to everybody. Let's see where they go. That's what it was. Definitely. So then who picked... I think you might have finished in last and somebody picked DA. Right, Who? but who picked DA? might have been me. It might have been me. I have I, I, zero I, recollection of that I don't remember who out. won, but I think that's how we got to two. I think it was the loser, boom, and then you weren't necessarily safe unless you finished in first. Right, but I don't remember, I don't remember the drama of somebody picking DA. I... I'm telling you, I couldn't go into... Again, we've had so many drama-filled moments, but... I know. And if it happened yesterday, right. I wouldn't remember. That, now, I have a terrible memory. The time of us taping this, we've already declared the rules of the NIT. The yeah. loser, the last place gets, so we're not going to go this route. Right, right, right. However, you and I both leaked 
who we picked to win as a national champion, and it's the same team. Yeah, but we have different Final Four. We do. So, so that's going to decide if it comes down to me and you. But that's the point. So if if But I would also say this, Bogues. If Texas A&M makes a run to the championship, my guess is both you and I could probably say we're safe because we know D.A. did not pick Texas A&M in his right, final. Right, I So mean, me and you might be along for a similar ride here. The thing is, because we are all picking from t- almost total ignorance on all of these teams, I, this is going to be a cluster you-know-what. Like, my guess is we are all going to be terrible, and the loser is just going to be the least terrible, you know, the most terrible right. of a terrible bunch. Well I, have, well, I think the other point of that is we're starting games for Tuesday night yeah. and Wednesday night. I have a feeling, and I said it seriously, you might actually know who's destined to be the loser by Thursday. I yeah, I don't know. I I don't know. Well if your final the, four is out, right? Right. I mean, yes, you could certainly set your bracket on fire in the next two days and know that you can't win. Um, but the tiered scoring does at least give you, like, if one, if you're right on one team. That could enhance your points. That right. could save you, because I don't but think anyone's going to do well. If you were to lose all four Final Four teams on the first two days, right. that's the only way to get you can't, the then big you're, Then you're dead. Then you only have one more round possible for some points. Right, because only 32 teams, too. Yes. Yeah. So... That's the point. You might actually know very quickly. And again, we're already two weeks away from the final four of the NIT. I so I just don't want to lose again. I've, I'm I'm coming off back to back losses. I just I don't want to lose. I'm fine with finishing yeah. next to last. I just don't want to lose. And again. at this rate, with my kids' baptism, you might be wheeling beers into the studio the same day you're trying hot sauce. That's true. I mean, none none of this is good. Although I have to say, I'm not rooting for you to try the hot sauce because that means I came close to trying the hot sauce. Right. Because so, we're connected. In not many ways, you like me or anything like that. In many ways, we are together. Who, right, would, who do we want? Who is, do, it, is it Pete or is it Pete, Cap? Pete, 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 Pete. Yeah. Pete needs an ah come on. Pete finds his way somehow to sneakily get out of criticism and all this other stuff. Pete needs that salsa. And all the kooks that we're inviting, uh, Shep, Shh. Stern, they all they're they lose, they, right? It's not they, just no, the, no, no. It's just the people on the show. It's just the five of us. But we want to just gauge their okay. There's inner other storylines that okay. go there. And by the way, if all you right. are a listener. At DA on CBS, at Mraz CBS, at Andrew Bogus, yeah. at CBS Sports Radio. Those Twitter accounts you will find. We have tweeted out that bracket. It lives on our Odyssey website. Go fill it out. And by the way, don't be freaked out at the end <laughs> if you don't hit the word submit. Yeah. And your bracket's done. It's not the best run thing, but it'll it'll work. It'll work. It'll get us there. It'll get us from point A to point B. And Bogus on Twitter. At, uh, at Nancy's other son. No, at Andrew, at Andrew Bogus. And at me. And at Mraz CBS, good luck in the NIT. Have a great week, everyone. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.